0: Welcome to New Mercies, a podcast by Mercy Ships, where we'll take you behind the scenes and onboard our incredible hospital ships that are transforming lives all over the world. We invite you to join us each week as we sit down with our crew, patients, volunteers, and partners to hear their stories of life-changing hope and healing. Today on New Mercies, Bill Bigley is joining us to tell us about the impactful 30 days he just spent on board the Global Mercy. Although his time was short, the friendships made and the lessons learned will last a lifetime. Here's my interview with Bill Bigley. Well, Bill, welcome to New Mercies, and I guess I should say welcome home because you are really just getting off of the Global Mercy. So welcome to the podcast. Thank you
1: very much. I'm very honored to be here. This is awesome.
0: You did just get off the ship, so tell us how's your transition back been?
1: Uh, it was good. It was. Uh, I got off the plane at uh, ten o'clock, and I walked over to my office and started working at eleven. Oh no! <laughs> but, <laughs> wow. Uh, luckily, my boss let me go home, and I came back the next day and just started work. The jet lag, the time difference, was the biggest thing. But you know, I just went right back to work and.
0: Oh, my goodness. Well, you're a trooper. So you were just on the Global Mercy in the Canary Islands, and you currently live in Colorado. Is that right? Grand
1: Junction, Colorado.
0: Oh, oh, beautiful. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your life before you went on the ship and what prompted you to consider going and serving with Mercy Ships?
1: It was the uh, summer of 86, uh, a long time ago. And I went to a YWAM camp here in uh, Western Colorado Hmm. that was actually ran by Don Stevens in-laws. Oh, okay. And he brought his uh, daughter, I think her name was Heidi, up to the camp and she stayed three or four weeks with us. And when they came up to take her back to the ship, he gave us a thing about the anastasis, you know, and, and what they were doing and how one day maybe we could do a DTS on there and, and the cool things they were doing. Hmm. And I was just super blown away, but I was only 16 at the <laughs> time. So I When the summer was over and I finished my summer of service, I went back home and completely forgot about it. And then fast forward to 2020 when COVID shuts everyone down and we have to go home and and telework. Wow. And I'm sitting on my computer and I I Google. I said, I wonder whatever happened to that Anastasia ship. And when I Googled it, it came up with, you know, the African mercy. And then, of course, that led to the 60-minute YouTube video I watched that and bawled like a baby. And that <laughs> led to the Karis Parker videos.
0: Oh boy. So I watched
1: one hundred of them. I probably oh, watched my goodness. five a I probably watched five a day. And then mm-hmm. went back and rewatched them. And then That's of course awesome. that there's other people who posted their videos. There's the New Zealand video. So I just watched it and I was absolutely devastated. I was just I was just in tears at, at what the people in Africa having to go through and what yeah. the Africa mercy was, was providing. And it, mm. it just, it, you know, it just hurt. I just went home and, and told my, and I'm not a doctor, I'm an electronic technician. So I didn't know what I could do. And that's why I really liked Kara's Parker videos, because she showed you all the different places on the ship that a person could work. Yeah. And uh, I said, yeah, I want to do that.
0: So, that's awesome. So I, watching these videos, watching, the Karis Parker videos, specifically just opened up your eyes to, hey, this might be something that I could do.
1: Yeah. The videos are so high quality. They're not, you know, the cameras aren't fidgety. It's, she's got good audio. She's got good sound. It was enjoyable to watch. And they're short enough that you could, you know, kick off two or three before you, you know, had to get a lunch break or anything. It was <laughs> really good stuff.
0: That is so cool. Well, why don't you tell us, what do you do as, as a profession? You mentioned a little bit, but what were, you, what were you doing? Where do you currently work?
1: I work for the National Weather Service in the Grand Junction, Colorado office as electronic technician. I maintain uh, weather radar and weather stations at airports in western Colorado and eastern Utah.
0: Oh, wow. That's amazing. That must be a lot of work because I know that out there y'all get a lot of weather.
1: Yeah, there's a It's snow is a big thing and people want to know if, if they're going to be able to travel on the interstate and is it going to shut down stuff. And and we do a lot of work with fires. If there's a fire, oh, sure. they need to know the wet wind direction and mm-hmm. when they might get in some moisture.
0: Wow. So. so as you were watching these Mercy Ships videos and, you know, your heart's getting pulled apart by watching The Need in Africa. When did you have that moment where you thought, you know what? I have something to offer. I have something as an engineer that I can contribute.
1: It was probably one of her her videos. I think she followed around an electrician or somebody that wasn't a doctor. And I went to their website and looked, and all these job openings were listed. And I said, you know what? Look, there's an electronic technician job. Now, I, I didn't know at the time that that required like a two year commitment or a three month commitment. Hmm. So I went and applied, you know, with my wife's kind of permission that that I could do it for a couple of weeks or something like that. And then I did some more reading and I went, uh oh, I can't be gone that long. <laughs> so I kind of just put it on a on a back burner. I was like, well, if I retire or, or get independently wealthy and don't have to work, I, I'll go someday. And my wife did some reading because she's really behind me. She didn't go, but she's really behind it. She loves what they do and she loves Mm -hmm. what it it put in my heart. And uh, we have a heart for missions. We were youth pastors at our church for 17 years and children's pastors for 20 years. Anyway, she looked at it and she goes, you know, you're going to have to lose some weight Mm -hmm. because I'm on the large side. And I said, I didn't know that. She said, yeah, they have a a BMI scale and you're over. I said, all right then. So I, Signed up for a diet program and I hit it really hard and I lost 70 pounds.
0: Oh my gosh, uh, that's fabulous. This
1: year? Uh, yeah, it was awesome. And that was exactly what I needed. So my volunteer coordinator, I think that's what they're called, sent me an email and said, if you'll change your position to project assistant, we have a position for you and we can use you. I said, awesome, I'll do it.
0: That is so cool. So when did you then get on board?
1: I came on October third. It was so awesome. That that ship is the, is the coolest place. Coolest coworkers. Great boss. I worked in, like I said, deck threes and four are the operating rooms and radiology and that. So the first two weeks, three of us that were assigned together, we were in there. Wiring so that Martha Henderson, who runs the x-ray department could have there's a there's a warning light when she pushes an x-ray button they want to tell people don't come in it turns oh. from green to red hmm. so we had to mount those and we had to make them work with the equipment she currently had
0: hmm.
1: we had to drill holes and mount boxes and it was a, a good use of my technical skills and knowledge that I use at home got to be used on the ship and it it was so Awesome. And, and she was so appreciative when we were done. And uh, yeah, it was just Ugh. a great experience doing that. And, and I was, I told her I was a little sad because we didn't get to do this during a field service. You know, I wanted to meet patients. Right. She said, well, just so you know, because she's been on the ship for a long time. She said, before a patient can ever have surgery, they have to come here and be x-rayed. And what you guys worked on will be the first step in that process. So she said, uh, I know you won't be here for it, but I'll let you know when the first patients get x-rayed using your machines.
0: Oh, that and is said, so cool. Thank,
1: thank you, Miss Martha. Thank you so much. So I'm waiting for that be in March sometime, I guess.
0: Sure, sure. And you know, you never know. Maybe you'll get to go back someday and help out when there are patients on board.
1: Yes. Yep. That is, uh, that's, it's always in the, in the plan. It's always there. Right now, I'm planning on going back in 2024. They're going to be back in Tenerife, oh, which great. is where the Global Mercy currently great. is. So if everything works out, then I'll go back in, in uh, July of 2024 and, and do some more work.
0: Oh, that is so cool. Well, Bill, tell us, what were your first impressions when you walked up the gangway?
1: A lot of times, because I've built this up to be something so great, having you know watched videos for two years and, and lost the weight and... And applied, and d- that you you think well, it's not going to be as great as it that you think it's going to be. And when I walked up that the gangway, it was it was so much bigger and and better. And and the first thing you see, there's a plaque on the wall that says, "Following the 2,000 year old model of Jesus, bringing hope and healing." Mm. So I took a picture of that. I took a picture of the stairs. I took a picture of the lobby. I took a picture of the the lady at the front desk. I took a picture of the doors. And wow. she kind of looked at me, kind of funny, and she goes, "What what's this?" <laughs> I said, I only get one shot at a first impression. So I'm Mm. taking it all in. I bet I posted 30 pictures a day, every day.
0: Oh my goodness. I'm going to have to look up your, your social media account and look at those photos. That's pretty cool.
1: (laughs) There is. Yeah. I took pictures of the food. I took pictures of the doors. I took pictures of the laundry. It's um, yeah. I I blasted Facebook.
0: (laughs) Well, that's pretty cool. Well, Bill, you were on board the Global Mercy for 30 days. And some people might think that that's not a very long time. But as you and I both know, the days, weeks, months with Mercy ships, it's kind of like dog years, you know, Uh, for a dog, what is it? One year is like seven years. I think one week on board is about seven weeks on board equivalent. So 30 days is actually quite a few months in Mercy Ship's time. What was a highlight for you during that time?
1: Oh, that's easy. That is so, it's the people. It's meeting the people and and working with people that, you know, you never would have met. I, my work crew was three Belgians, two Americans, a French guy, and a Venezuelan who lives in Switzerland. So oh. Just getting to meet these people and and you you eat meals with them, so you know at meals at work you're talking work, but at meals you're talking what does your country do and what do you guys eat and what do you and just learning so much about specifically Belgium, I learned more about Belgium in the first lunch I had than I had known my entire life Wow and the, and the friendships they're just you know we're still friends we're still texting and, and chatting and and talking about our time and what you know what are you doing now so that the highlight had to be the people and everybody is a friend like you could you, one meal i sat down and talked to the captain of the ship and we had a meal and one time i sat with you did an interview with mike and uh, Carolyn kirchner yes i had a meal with them and, and learned about where they're from and what they're doing and you know how you, get, you have kind of groups where people sit in their own little clique, their own little thing? There was no real cliques in the Mercy Ships. You could sit with whoever you wanted to, and they would t- treat you like you were a friend.
0: Oh, I love that. One giant family.
1: Yes. Friendships you make are so awesome. It's only 30 days, but like you said, you, you feel like you were there for for years because you don't just work with people. You eat with people. You do church with people. You do worship service with people. You do weekends with them. So your time is amplified. You're not see them till five o'clock and then go home. Mm. You are at home. You do life with them. And you'd think it might, you might get tired of seeing these same people all the time, but you don't. You look forward to them. Like, I got to go to sleep. But when I wake up, I can't wait to have a breakfast with this group of guys.
0: Hmm. And the beauty is you'll have those relationships for the rest of your life. And now you have a reason to take your wife to Belgium.
1: Yes. And I've (laughs) told her we are going to go. And when we go that my buddy Warner Arnott's there, a plumber in Belgium, said we can stay with him.
0: Oh, how fun. Well, Bill, during your time on board, how did you see lives being changed? I know it's a unique experience, a unique time because the ship is not in field service. The hospital's not up and running with patients on board, but still God is at work doing awesome things. So how did you see lives being changed while you were there?
1: Well, I think, I think lives being changed was in, in my work crew, there was me and another guy who it was our first time. The other people had done several tours. Mm-hmm. On either the global mercy or the African mercy. So for me and him, it was really eye opening and eye widening. Mm-hmm. Like um, my world view is always has been biblical. I've been raised in a Christian home. I've had a biblical world view my whole life, but that biblical world view has been so narrow because my life has been in Grand Junction, Colorado, for
0: for mm-hmm. all of it.
1: But to see how God operates in in around the world and people around the world. And his too. We talked about it because it was his first time, and he was blown away just as much as I was at how at how big I guess the world is. And you don't see that in my town. It's it's very much the same. Everybody's the same. And and mm. getting to see these people and see how God moves and and operates and and getting to hear the worship in in these different, it's all in English but different accents, different. It was just so amazing. To get to be a part of that and to know that I got blessed to be here. I I didn't take anything for granted. I didn't assume I deserved it. I I knew it was like I won the lottery. I absolutely loved every second of every minute, even the hardest work days were. were, I, I know what I'm doing it for. I know who I'm doing it for. And the guys with me, we all had the same heart. Nobody thought their job was more important. Nobody thought they were more important. It was, we are all doing this to get this ship ready. To, to help people in Africa.
0: That is so cool. How, you know, that's a really good point that you bring up. You guys are kind of on the front end before this ship goes into service. And you know that what you're doing is going to be used to impact people in a mighty way. But how do you keep that mindset when the patients aren't there? Like, how, how did you continue to stay encouraged and inspired by the patients, even though they weren't there?
1: One of the things that, that my wife did, I told you she supported and helped me get there. She wrote little cards and mm. snuck them into my luggage. Oh. Uh, and I didn't know till I got there and unzipped my bag and started putting them out. And she had them labeled by the day. So I didn't open one every day. I just opened them you know, for the day. And one of the ones she did, she quoted Matthew, where Jesus is separating the sheep and the goats. And he's, he says, you on my right hand, you did these great things. You fed me, you clothed me, you visited me in jail. And then they said, we, we never did that. And he said, you did it. what you did to the least of these you've done to me. Hmm. And it really, really, and I shared that with my group during devotions. I said, we will never see the people who we are helping. But I think when we get to heaven, Jesus is going to do two things. He's going to say, well done, good and faithful servant. And he's going to say, Bill, this is, and we're going to get introductions to the people who we got to help. And that's going to be so awesome.
0: No, that is awesome. Man, you're making me tear up. (laughs) I just love that. I love your wife. I haven't even met her, but how how thoughtful (laughs) and how beautiful that she had this great idea to send you scripture, to inspire you and to keep you focused on the mission. That is that is very beautiful. Bill, it sounds like this 30 days has really left a mark on you. Obviously, your life was changed before you went. I mean, losing 70 pounds, that takes a lot of determination and a lot of discipline. Aside from really wanting to go, having you know your heartbroken by the videos and whatnot, how did you maintain your discipline to lose that weight? Because that's not a small task
1: first I got my wife, she was behind me 110%. If she was going to have bad food, her and my daughter, I got a daughter that still lives at home. If they were going to have some bad food, they would do it when I was gone or <laughs> they would hide it from me. Wow. They would eat out at restaurants that I, they know I shouldn't go to when I was out of town for work or when I was gone. They would say, hey, we have to go do some lady stuff. And then I found out later, they went to Burger King and got burgers or something. <laughs> like. And I, so I put on my phone, I have the Mercy Ships picture of the one of, I think it's the Africa Mercy, is my screensaver and my screen lock. So I mm. constantly had it to look at. And I told everybody who would listen, I told them, I said, I'm trying to lose weight for this. And they helped me. They wow. would, how's it going? What's your weight at? Where are you at? What are you doing? What's your next step? One of the things I wanted to share, I guess, is, is you said I could, could do that, sure, is please. my wife. And I found this out when I got back. So many people were following my trip. And there was um, seven hours difference. So I would post my pictures at normal time. And then people would wake up and turn their Facebook on and see what I had done during the day. And they would call my wife and say, did you see what Bill did today? And they would uh, talk about it. Or some of her friends, her coworkers. she's a school teacher. They would, when she got to the school, they'd say, hey, what's your husband doing today? What is, what's he up to? What are they doing on that ship? What's going on? And you'd have to give an update. When I got back to church on Sunday, I had at least five people say that was the greatest trip ever. I'm so glad you took us with you.
0: Bill, if we want to jump on your Facebook feed, maybe a social stalk you, if you will, how can we find your pictures?
1: Uh, Bill Bigley, B-B-A-G-L-E-Y. Should be a picture of me and my son. It's an old picture. I probably need to get a a new one. I do it all open. It's not, nothing's private. And you look the whole month of October, you probably get tired of looking at all the pictures, but... And that's uh, my Belgium friend got a little. He said, Why are you taking pictures of this? I said, Because we don't have this in Colorado.
0: I love it. Well, hey, I know that I'm going to jump on your feed and I'm going to look at your photos just to really get a grasp of this incredible month that you had on board the Global Mercy. I, I love that. I encourage everybody to do it. Go get inspired, go get encouraged. Bill, you've kind of already answered this question, but as we wrap up our time together, How has your life been changed because of volunteering with Mercy Ships?
1: I had an idea what it was going to be like. I had a a preconceived, this is going to be this, and this is going to... And when I got there and and God just said, you're not even close. Hmm. You're not even close to how good it's going to be, how great it's going to be, and how awesome it's going to be. Getting back, one thing God told me is, He said, grow where you're planted, right? I would love to have stayed on that ship. I would love to never come home. But you know what? That's not what he has for me right now. He has me right here. So I'm going to tell about the mercy ship adventure and the mercy ship mission to every church that will let me come in, to every group that will let me speak, to every person that will say, "Hey, you got ten minutes." <laughs> I've already done it to two little two groups at our church, and I got a, another church in a, another town here in Colorado that's asked me to come. Wow. So, whenever possible, I will. I will give them the website and give them the information and tell them how, how wonderful it is and how there's a position for everybody.
0: Hmm. Right there. That's the tagline. There's a position for everyone. And I (laughs) love that you took your skills and your trade and you went and made a difference. And I know I cannot wait as well. I'm anticipating right along with you for Martha's email saying, here is the first patient that has been impacted by what you did back in October of 2022 in order to prepare the ship for hope and healing that it's bringing to patients. So, Bill, thank you so much for, gosh, just inspiring us, telling everybody, hey, there's a place for you on board. No matter what you do, your skills are needed. And we thank you so much for sharing your journey. Welcome home.
1: Oh, you are very welcome. I loved every minute of it. I can't stop talking about it. (laughs)
0: You don't have to go volunteer for years to make a difference. Some volunteers just come for a few weeks and leave a mark that will transform lives. Every contribution makes a difference in the lives that need it most. And this week is the week of Giving Tuesday. If you'd like to give to the mission of Mercy Ships, go to mercyshipsgifts.org. Or if you'd like to come volunteer with us, check out opportunities at mercyships.org forward slash volunteer. Next week, we're kicking off the holiday season with a little treat. Come back next week to find out more.